admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. Where's 007? I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. My God, what's Bond doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Well, tell him to pull out. Immediately. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? A martini, shaken, not stirred. Hang on, James. The thought had occurred to me. Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. You have a nasty habit of surviving. What they say about the fittest. Do you lose as gracefully as you win? I wouldn't know. I've never lost. No more foreplay. services or anything like that so we are into uh an interesting film uh it's sort of regarded as the black sheep of the bond franchise and we are going to be talking about on her majesty's secret service which was the one and only film that george lazenby played bond in his career mm-hmm. hi by the way oh sorry yeah i um, forgot to introduce adam <laughs> sorry hi um <laughs> Good to, good to be here. We're back on Zoom because I've gone back to America. Um, yes. We're in the 60s. The 60s is where Bond comes from, in my opinion. I'm yep. one of those Bond fans who really sees Bond as a creature of the 60s. And um, and obviously that means Connery for the most part. But as you say, there's this one teensy-weensy outlier, and that is on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. But say, I think calling it the black sheep is is harsh because um i think this is a really good bond movie and it is i think there are a lot of movie. films in the franchise that uh, that could be considered uh, much much worse uh, black sheep uh, films that really even though they're made by established bonds uh, that just don't fit and obviously one of those is view to a kill and I, this week we very sadly lost um tanya roberts tanya thank you tanya roberts excuse me for blanking on the name there um uh, in a slightly bizarre way, though. I mean, obviously, R.I.P. to Tanya, but um, did you read that, like, at one point she was declared dead and then everyone was like, she's not dead! And then it was yeah, like, Yeah, oh, no, I don't dead. know. It was something, I don't know. I think, I, I didn't really read too much into it because it was like, she's dead. And then someone said, oh, no, she's not dead or something. It was like the agent, her agent or something told her agent? husband. Agent? 007? What? Yeah, like, he was, she was, like, still alive, but barely. But then, then her... Yeah, just her condition got upgraded to alive, but then it got downgraded to dead. So yeah, she yeah she has it's sadly sad. died. It's sad. Um, one of um, you know, one of Charlie's Angels, one of the worst Bond girls uh, in one of the worst Bond movies. Um, but you know, rest in peace, Tanya. Yes. And um, uh, and obviously, no disrespect meant by that comment. But um, you know, I think Voodoo Kill is much more of a black sheep because even though, even though it's a, the seventh Roger Moore movie it feels so like out of place it's like he's too old he's too old to begin the training and he's too like it, the film is crap and it just doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't work. work for me it doesn't really work no whereas 
on Her Majesty's Secret Service, for the most part, with some glaring exceptions, mm -hmm. does. There are some, yeah. and I think we should talk about the exceptions, but I think a lot of people, and I know I was in this camp before I rewatched it a couple of years ago, think this film is crap because they think Lazenby, Lazenby is crap, and we have to agree, Lazenby is not a good actor. That doesn't no, mean he's he, a bad one, but he's not no, a good actor. No, I think I think Lazenby is an interesting. I don't know. It was a very interesting choice because he was he was very young. He was like in his late twenties when he was when he managed to sort of con his way into into the role once Connery did he con his way though I, think, I feel like they just like found him well I don't know I was watching the documentary everything or nothing which oh, is that's actually, good yeah. which is actually really worth watching and he was talking about how like he you know it was just after Sean Connery had just done you only you only live twice and everyone and he was like I'm done goodbye and then he came back for diamonds are forever and then he did never say never again and then George Lazenby, he, you know, he kind of, he, he found out where Sean Connery got like his, you know, his suits. And he basically went up to, you know, the production officers and said like, oh, I'm, I'm here for a meeting with, uh, Bar uh, with Cubby Broccoli and Harry Zaltzman. And they were like, oh, sure, we'll wait your turn and all that sort of stuff. And then he managed to like break his way into the office. And the way George Lazenby described it, he's like, I hear you're looking for a new Bond and here I am, kind of thing. And then they sort of... Thought, really? Yeah, well, you're, I guess you're hired and, and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, he was I mean, like... this is George Lazenby's version of the story. What is This what, is George Lazenby's version, version of the story, yeah. But, I mean, anyway, before... I just want to say, like, I think people look at this film and they see Lazenby and they're like, well, he's only in one movie, so it must be a crap movie. It's like, well, actually, he is a complicated Bond, but the film is good. The film um, is very good. He's not a proper actor. No, he's he, a proper gentleman. He's a he's he is he's a model. You know, he's yeah, he's a male model. In all, uh, sorry, my I'm getting ringtones keep going off here. Um, <laughs> he's not an actor. Bling. <laughs> yeah, um, correct. Um, <laughs> and and that has been largely um, you know borne out by the rest of his career, which is non-existent for the most part um yeah. he does weirdly enough show up in the the gettysburg movie that ted turner produced but you know yeah i think um, he, he he yeah he didn't exact i mean his career started and ended very quickly because I, I but i think that's to do with his own fault base in in, in some regards because you know at the, yeah. at the premiere of on her majesty's secret service he basically came as hair had grown out he you know he had a beard and everything it wasn't what they he wanted. came as pierce brosnan at the beginning of die another day basically, basically right? yeah and he met an agent and he said you shouldn't do another bond i know that you've got a deal to do more bond films but you shouldn't do it because like bond's not going to survive outside of the 60s little and he listened to that agent how, how wrong you were <laughs> he was very wrong whoever that man yeah, was uh, i i happen to know that uh, <laughs> But George Lazenby, in many, in many, in some regards, he was a hippie, and he talked a lot. I mean, you know, if you listen to him in interviews, he talks a lot about how many people he had sex with when he was, you know, James Bond and stuff. And it's a bit like, wow. yeah, wow. he's. I mean, they all. I mean, let's be honest. Connery wasn't exactly like a missionary when he. Uh, no, no, was, he was uh, not. Missionary? What do I mean? A monk. A monk. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, speaking of hippies, by the way, um, my wife's niece, uh, who is two, uh, has recently. Uh, developed a hippo obsession except she calls them hippies and so uh recently we got a video where she's at the zoo and she's pointing at this um 
aquarium full of hippos and she just goes hello hippies <laughs> <laughs> i really like anyway that's just that's an aside um nice the um the yeah i mean i, I feel like lazenby was okay i have to turn this off um this is my email like every I'm time so... when lazenby comes up it's like Pling! <laughs> i'm supposed to I'm technically supposed to be working right now so i'm just closing my emails um yeah lazenby Pling! uh lazenby is I feel like a misguided and not very bright individual. No. Um, you look at his performance and there's not a lot going on. Like he has that Ronald Reagan kind of like hit in the head with a shovel kind of look. Um, yeah, there's not a know. lot of, there's not a lot going under the surface, even though he's supposed to be like, right. even though if he's like having sort of like a blank expression that doesn't really seem to be much happening underneath, even though if you see some actors, I mean, I recently watched... Um, Wind River with Jeremy Renner. I know this is a little, it's a different kind of movie, but in, you know, you can, even though the moments where he's just speaking very neutral and his face is like very still, you can really tell that there's a lot of emotion happening under the surface. There's a lot happening under that. And I think with Lazenby in some scenes, there really isn't any of that. And I don't think he was able to really kind of emote this kind of, of what you know what he didn't really bring what sean connery brought to the role this you know this sense that this is a dangerous broken you know guy in, in many in some ways right well i think i think because you know the whole bond character in the 60s grows out of the strong silent type kind of hero of the 40s and 50s you're talking people like bogart and mitchum and you know obviously there's a dash of Cary grant in there because he makes jokes and stuff but mm -hmm. like you never saw like Cary grant or bogart or you know um, Spencer Tracy or anyone like that, Clark Gable, have like a big moment where they're, you know, they don't have their James Dean, like, you're tearing me apart, kind of, you know, big, like, shouting at the screen, you know. Mm -hmm. um, like, they they just rank and they, like, kept it inside. But you do see it. You do see the emotions under the surfaces. And because, you know, the people I mentioned were all intelligent mm -hmm. men who oftentimes had a lot of baggage and stuff. They were able to bring that to their, yeah. um, you know, characters. But I feel like... Um, and, and I think Connery has, you know, a bit of that too. Like Con Connery's a very, like, there's something very sensual and very passionate about Connery. And we can get to that when we talk about him. But like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, Lazenby is kind of blank. You know, he is, um, he feels like someone was asked to draw a James Bond and they did, you know, like when they do the storyboards, like he looks yes. like the storyboard version of James Bond. He's very handsome. Mm -hmm. He's perfectly tailored i mean re really well costumed in this film but yeah. it's like every time they ask him to do anything that is more than you know walk run and he can't really even do the like action stuff properly he feels a little bit clumsy compared to connery who really feels like he would you know throw you through a plate glass window if you you know said something bad about scotland yeah um, i think but, i mean he's not yeah he's not exactly physically imposing or anything like that he doesn't exactly no, seem like a like but he he looks good on a, he looks good on a pair of skis or at least a stunt double does. Yeah. So, um, but you know, he does. I do. There's one moment in the film where he has to do. He has to deliver, mm -hmm. and that's the last line. And he actually manages somehow to give us a satisfactory when he's cradling the dead Tracy. Yes. He actually manages to do it properly, mm -hmm. and I think that's a scene that Connery would have had trouble with. And I think that's the scene that Roger Moore would have had trouble with because, like, she's only resting. Uh, she had a little bit too much of uh, cognac, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just like he'd make a joke about it. We like, had all the time only, in the world. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had all the time in the world and we spent it drinking. Yes. Um, yeah. Our wedding was good, but this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to return the deposit on the wedding. No, look. Uh, the, the, imagine the, if, the, like, Dalton did that. You know, Dalton he... would have been perfect for this. Dalton yeah. would have been absolutely the perfect Bond for this movie. Bond meets, mm. you know... He starts off, he's happy-go-lucky, and then he meets the... And he's headstrong, and he meets this girl, and she changes his life, and then it, like, destroys him at the end. And mm. then you could have had, you know... Oh, it would have been great. It's like, oh, I, I'm out for revenge. Um, Things are about to get nasty. <laughs> yeah. It seems a bit of a shame, even with the ending of that film, they didn't really continue on from that. They never really... You know, it, they never really. I mean, even you get a sense that Bond is out for revenge and Diamonds Are Forever, but they never really carried on that whole that plot point and stuff. And <laughs> like, some, I have, I have no wife <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, where's Blofeld? Why do you want to kill him and stuff? Like, hit me and stuff. But no, the be- the only time they really genuinely come back to this is in the Dalton era with License yeah. to Kill, which he said he was married, but it was a long time ago. Or in For Your Eyes Only with the with the gravestone. Yeah, but that's... Uh, I feel like that doesn't really get a... Like, it, it feels like part of the character in License to Kill. Like, that's why License to Kill, I think, is such a good Bond movie because mm. it's really so character-driven. Um, but, you know... Anyway, we're going slightly off-piste huh, here. <laughs> and, um, bit of trivia about... I want, to talk of... about, I want to talk about some of the stuff that's really good about this film. Yeah, the um, ski chase is great. Skiing, I, was just, I was just about to skiing. get... I was just about to get onto the ski chase. I think the ski chase is very exciting, and I think with the John Barry music, I think Wait it's a really good. You've opened up a couple of streams here yeah. because I want to talk about the music as well. But let me just say, it's not just the ski chase; yeah. it's also the Alpine setting. Yes. Like they 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 just touched on it in Goldfinger, but then we go away, go away, go away very quickly. Um, no, Mister Bond, I expect to ski. Um, I was. Um, I was so, I mean, I'm, I was really entranced the first time I watched this film by the whole idea of like, of course, Bond makes so much sense in this like alpine, like locale, even before he puts on a pair of skis and starts evading the bad guys, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. It just, it just makes so much sense to put him up in the snow among all the glamour and the like luxury hotels and that sort of old European um, style that there is there. You know, it, it's so like of its time, it's so kind of fitting. Um, and they keep returning to it, of course. You know, you get that in in, in uh, Spike Love Me and uh, the skiing in Fury's Only, the skiing... Um, World is Not even Enough. In the Bosman era. Yeah, right. I mean, so um, so I think it's really, I think it's really, really successful in that, you know, we've had all these films which have a very definite sense of, like, this film is taking place in Jamaica. This one takes place in Istanbul. This one takes place, you know, et cetera, et cetera, Japan. You mm-hmm. know, and now it's like, we're going... To the Alps, and um, I love it. Yeah. And and yeah, and then so so, I think I feel like we're spending too long on this, but like the music, that this is one of the best Bond films for music, in my opinion. Yeah, the music is so good, especially the use of the the Louis Armstrong song and the way that it's used in all the romantic scenes. It's really really beautiful. Yeah. Like all the really like silent scenes with you know Tracy slowly uh, falling in love with with Bond. And I mean Diana Rigg, just uh, as well, rest in peace. Um, she she's really really good in this film, and I think she, her presence is just amazing. I think she's you know you see that the, yeah her her sort of style of acting and her sort of 
that kind well, she's of... she's a proper... I mean, if you don't have... Yeah. you they, they did not cast a proper actor as, as James Bond, but they cast a proper actress yes. as Tracy. But... Um, just on on the music like the, the the alliance between john barry on the one hand and louis armstrong is so perfect because the mm. arrangement of that song is so full of like that barry bond touch um and it's also sad because it is one of the last songs that louis armstrong ever recorded um is that true it's I a didn't very know that. poignant it's a very poignant song and beautifully used and then though the theme the instrumental theme for the movie is so fucking mm. cool it is so like like bond at the height of its like the franchise's confidence like yeah. 60s it's sort of got this um orchestral kind of dynamism it seems to it seems to like evoke the whole thing of like going fast on skis perhaps you know mm. it's really fun uh john barry is at his very best in this i mean and he's off the back of like some seriously good scores as well at this point when you think about what he's done for um the previous bond films i think you only live twice is really good um yeah Thunderbolt, but especially Goldfinger. Let's be honest. But he's also at this, at this point he's also done the music for the Ipcris file with um, with Michael Caine, which uh, is a really good score as well. So he's just like he's just ripping up trees at this point. Mm. And um, but yeah, Diana Rigg, fan fucking tastic. She's just um, really fierce. She has that kind of fierceness that you know plays into like her performance in something like Theater of Blood with Vincent Price or even something a bit more contemporary, um, you know, Lady Elena in Game of Thrones. You know, she's... Well, she still said she's just oozes class. She I mean, does. And, she's, and that's good because she's supposed to be playing... Countess. Not an aristocrat, but, you know, someone who's been uh, raised with money. By the way, speaking of costuming, her costumes in this are so good. Like yeah. the one where she turns up with the to the bullfight wearing that amazing riding outfit there's that famous dressing gown of course mm. um but that scene when she she has the gun on bond in the hotel room where he said when she says suppose i kill you for a thrill i think that scene they actually use that for auditions they use that scene when, well when... they use that and they use the um oh they use that to audition bond girls no they they use that to audition bond actors Really? I, I always I always thought they used the one from From Russia With Love. No, I think it's that scene. I think they used that scene. If you've seen like... But yeah, hang on a minute. There's a screen test with Sam Neill where they yeah. use the From Russia With Love one, isn't there? No, that I think that's the On Her Majesty's Secret Service scene. I think they used that scene, yeah. We will have to fact check this, ladies and gentlemen. We can um, bring it up on the uh, You Only Live Twice episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the, we will. The who was um, right and I who think, was wrong I think, part. I think you might be right, but also wrong at the same time, because I think they probably use a couple of different ones. But you I, and so I know, wrong. I know for a, yeah, that's good. Uh, I know for I know for a fact that they use the From Russia With Love one, um, but I don't know if they use this one as well. In any case, a lot of bedroom scenes good. for auditions. <laughs> strangely enough, well, it is the Bond franchise, um, yeah. and you know, easy to do on a screen test. It's not like okay, we're going to do the uh, cliff jump scene. Are you ready? Go. <laughs> you know, <it's> Perfect. <laughs> oh, did he? Um, oh, did he sign the waiver that you know if he gets injured we have no responsibility <laughs> of it uh no damn yeah so um yeah so uh that's distracting um so so yeah we've got a really good bond girl even if we don't have a, yeah. a good bond and i i love her entrance um where she skis up to him when he's evading the bad guys and he's all like hopeless and, yeah. and desperate and then she just is there in this incredible outfit. I mean it's so it's very romantic as well. I, mean, I, romantic. I genuinely really enjoy watching this um watching this Bond movie. Um bad guys. Telly Savalas. Yeah. Oh, Jack. <laughs> Telly Savalas is um if you can't get Donald Pleasance back, you may as well just 
get Telly Savalas. He's very fun in this. I think they um, considered having Donald Pleasance coming back, but then they realized that maybe he was a bit too old to do all the physical, the, the physical stuff, like the skiing and everything like that. Yeah, it's interesting that they pivot to make Blofeld more of an action star. And I think... I think an, a more intelligent use of Blofeld would have been to keep Pleasance and to make Telly Savalas, like keep Pleasance in the background and make Telly Savalas um, some like a number two kind of guy yeah. who's more. But the problem then is you have to pay to, you know, big name actors. So I get that. Um, but he is, you know, he, he, he Blofeld, you know, he's been working out for a couple of years and he's ready to get on those skis and he's... Uh, he smokes cigarettes in a funny way where he holds them all weird. Yeah, he's got like some that? cigarette holder or something like that. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah it's very, and he's this sort of like straight up or something. It's, it's very odd. I can, I, that's always very distracting. His um, his costumes are very um, like parody of a Bond villain kind of thing. There's a lot of um, but he really it, it's quite hard to watch that movie and not see him as Doctor Evil because it's literally Mike Myers yeah. as Doctor Evil in that film. There's a lot of there's a lot of that. Well, I mean, and and some of the the Lazenby stuff as well is very Austin Powersy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think for me, the bad guy that really stays with you, well, the bad girl that really stays with you, and this is Irma Bunt. Yeah, played by uh, Ilsa Stepat. Stepat. Um, and this was yeah. actually, I think this was actually her last film. This was her final film. Really? Yeah, she. I think she passed. She passed away in December in 1969. Shit. Because she was. She was so good in this. I mean, talk about like everyone. I think she gets forgotten a bit because people think about Lotta Lenya in um, From Russia with Love. Um, yeah, Rosa Kleb. Um, yeah, but she's. Um, She's she's tremendous. There's, mm. there's, she, she has some great moments, and obviously she kills Tracy at the end. Um, I know. I mean, Blofeld's it, driving the car, and she's the one firing the gun. So you know, what happened to her? <laughs> yeah, she's one of the Manson girls, essentially. Um, yeah. The um, it's such a shame that they didn't just film the sec- the next one right away and just do just finish the Blofeld story, yeah. bring back Telly Savalas, bring back Bunt, bring back Lazenby, and just do it. I mean, it's like to to follow this up with diamonds are forever is such a travesty yeah um and i, was, I think it was and such I, a, and it, obviously obviously you couldn't bring but i mean if it, i didn't realize uh, that uh, uh this step out had passed away but um yeah i, I yeah i mean it, it's it, it it is such a she's such a great villain and so is mm. Blofeld. and um and i do think it's interesting that the plot for world domination fails but the bad guys get away with it yeah, it's sort of like a... Which is a, a nicely kind of pessimistic message um, mm. that is sort of interesting to unpack. They probably didn't mean that very much by it, but it's sort of interesting in our current world to see that uh, played out. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, I think we'll, I feel like we've talked about this a long yeah, I feel time. Like I, think, we talked about... I think the message the message here is go watch On Her Majesty's Secret Service again. You'll be pleasantly surprised. We haven't even talked... Surprised? I can't talk today. Surprised. surprised. <laughs> Supplies. Um, we have to. I think honorable mention for Gabriele Fazzetti as Draco. Um, oh, he's a great character. I like him. Yeah, and a brilliant actor. Um, you'll recognize him, people from uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, and you know a host of other mm. a host of other movies. So, should we do our fun bits? Yeah. Where would you want to go on hot? Ho- uh, I can't talk today either. Where would you want to go on holiday in this movie? 
Well, you've got some fucking choices in this, but I want I haven't been skiing for ages, so I am going to the Alps. Thank you very much. Yeah, I figured you were gonna say that. I'm gonna to go to the casino where, you know, in the movie. That's out that looks like a nice little cool Where's that one again? It's I think in it's Monaco Monica. or Monte Carlo or one of those places. Isn't it they, don't they go to Corsica at one point? Uh maybe. Or maybe they go to Let's have a look. Locations, 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 locations. Um dum 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 dum. This yeah, they went. To, they went to Portugal as well. They shot a bit of there. But was it actually set in Portugal? I think maybe they just. I think they. I can't remember if they. If it's like if it takes place in Portugal or something like that. This is probably quite boring to listen to. <laughs> um, well, I'll just say so, I'm, I'm going to go to the sunny part of the film. That's you're going to go to the sunny part of the film. I'm going to go to the snowy part of the film. Okay, that's yeah, good. exactly. Done. Got Done. that. Got that out of the way. Um, okay, what is the stupidest bit? Stupidest bit. Um, James Bond in a kilt. Okay. My stupidest bit is at the beginning where he turns to the camera and he says... The other guy didn't have a problem with this. <laughs> well, no. no, he said this never happened to the other fella. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the line. This never happened to the other fella. Which is, he breaks the fourth wall. In but a there's a moment where he... In a film. But in the MI6, he goes to his office and then there are all these like little... Easter eggs from from all from the other films, like the one Easter egg if it's like in his drawer. It's like an Easter egg if it's on the shelf in the background. This is an ostrich egg. <laughs> it's it's like, like all over the place, and they have like little music cues for all the movies and stuff, which I thought was quite. What is it? Doesn't he have like Odd Jobs hat or something? And why does he have Red Grant's watch? I mean, this is like all of these. You you know that these things got like blown up. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I know. Um, it's a bit it's a bit strange and stuff. He didn't pick up any of these things. You don't see Connery being like, "I'm going to keep this as a souvenir." Like he picks up um, the watch before getting off the train and thinking like... Also, isn't one of the things he has in his drawer Ursula Andress's bikini? I can't remember. Or the knife. It's the, no, it's the, it's the knife holster she has. But yeah. like still, like, weird. Bit, weird. Bit, bit, um, <laughs> so anyway, I think that's stupid. I think the whole like breaking the fourth wall and the whole trying to be like, look, it's just like Connery, except it's not Connery. It's, like, it's they a get young right Australian Bond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Couldn't they, get they another get... Scots person, so we got him. Right, and in the Roger Moore one, they pretend that like he's completely new. There's no like yeah. previous anything. They don't refer to. They don't even have Q in the first live and you know live and let die for God's sake. Is he in? Um, I can't remember if he's in Hot No Majesty's Secret Service. Oh yeah, he is. He's he is. there. He's there. He's briefly. And he's there at the end. Um, you know, at the at the wedding with the uh, with Money Penny crying. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, Bernard Lee is there. I know it's it's all the all the. All the furniture of a traditional Bond movie is in yeah. this. It's just that in the middle is this turkey of a Bond. Um, okay, what's the best bit? Uh, best bit? Um, I think it's the ski chase. It's got to be the ski chase. Damn. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, well, f uh, fine. I will say then the scenes of Bond and Tracy falling in love to Louis, Louis Armstrong, Armstrong because yeah. it's so unusual for a Bond film and it actually really works. And it's... It I love it. Actually, the other thing I would nominate as a best bit, and it is just one moment, is where she shows up on the ice skates yeah. in front of him at that thing. That is like, that always makes my heart sore. So I think, no, that would be my best bit. Just in memoriam for Diana Rigg, mm. uh, as a tribute to her, that is a great screen entrance. That is a great moment. I mean, uh, should we should we talk about who, sh who would you replace? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? Okay. How about this? You have to keep Lazenby. Yes. Not allowed to replace Lazenby. No. Okay. Uh... Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's uh, that's gonna be tough. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I think if, if think it would have been quite funny, I would have maybe uh, maybe replaced Telly Savalas with Adam West. <laughs> what? Oh. I'm going to kill you, Bond. <laughs> Struggling in pain. Um, that's I like that. I like the because it's uh, keeping West. it in the '60s, and also Batman was quite popular on TV at the time. They did actually think about having Adam West as Bond, but then he said, "Keep it British." Oh. Mm. Uh, keep it British, you fools! Um, <laughs> Damn oh, it, man! I replace. You could have a lot of fun with this. Um, I would do Samuel Jackson as M. Well, he's not alive at this point. No, no, you can do. You can play with the rules. I'm just bring, I'm bringing in Samuel Jackson as M. Just, just have, just chew on that for a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that is. Well, he basically plays M in that um, thriller with Vin Diesel, Triple X. Oh yeah, yeah, Triple X. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's never been in a Bond movie. Yeah, we've had Michael Manson in a Bond movie, but we haven't. Had... Like, 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 I, I never asked this before. So, what does M stand for? It stands for motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd why? Be they, why he used to be M. Now he's BMF. Why is that? Um, <laughs> You don't ask. We have we've ruined the casting of this film. Um, <laughs> what other other things we do? Um, we have how many martinis? How many martinis would you give this? I'm giving it four martinis. Yeah, me too. Four martinis. It's a good, solid film. Some little problematic casting choices with Lazenby, but all I think all in all, it's not as bad as people say, and I think people should give it a chance. There is a big group of people now who are considering this i i feel like the 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 era of most people hate this film is over i think yeah. that was when people hadn't seen it now and it's more freely available um i think you'll find a lot of people on the bond web um like and justifiably so uh this movie so um if you have if you are in that camp of oh i'm not sure about on her majesty's secret service watch it you'll be very yeah. pleasantly surprised yeah surprised Surpri i can't surprised <laughs> yeah it's surprised it i'm seven <laughs> Yeah, bonjour, Monsieur Bond. <laughs> I'm so glad to be out of the Roger Moore era. Yeah. So next week, Bond will return in Japan. Yes, in You Only Live Twice, which at that point was supposedly Sean Connery's last role <laughs> as James Bond. Oh, we knew, we know different. Anyway, yeah. uh, so... I'll catch you in the in the hollowed out volcano <laughs> <laughs> on liquid magma. <laughs> yeah, fire oh, the laser. Getting... <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into it. we're getting into it now. Getting into um, Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm also sad that we're moving towards the end of the yeah, well, moving towards the beginning, which is the end for us. So yeah, we're let's gonna... savor it while it lasts. Yeah, looking All forward right. to actually seeing No Time to Die and actually being able to talk about the movie. That I just want to see it. Okay. Anyway, um, calm down. Um, yes. And uh, but yes, we have to uh, we have to fly. Uh, we have to get on our skis and get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. What am I talking about? I have no idea. Bye. Bye. Stinging in the rain. That's not funny, 007. Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. Shocking. Where's Drax? Oh, he had to fly. Positively shocking. You missed Mr. Bond. I think he got the point. Right idea, Mr. Bond. What's wrong, pussy? You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. It's a Smith and Wesson. And you've had your six. Mm -hmm.